Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 666. <laughs> for comics seriously coming out September the 7th and September the 8th. But before Drew and I come out er, talk about what's coming out in your local comic shops this coming week, Drew, we got anything else before we jump into what's coming out? Well, because of our evil episode, we evil six six six. We must talk about comics, devils and demons. And first <laughs> off, we have Shuma Garoth, whose first <laughs> appearance was in Marvel premiere number five in 1972. This is um, he is a he is a major Doctor Strange foe, and um, was created. By one of the dark, greatest dark fiction writers in history, Robert E. Howard, the creator of Conan. Um, next we have... Who's the other guy? Gosh, come on, dummy. Zarathos <laughs> confirmed. Zarathos, whose first appearance was also in Marvel Spotlight number five. And this guy was created by Roy Thomas, Gary Friedrich, and Mike Plug. Um He's not a well-known Marvel demon, but this foul entity was instrumental in the creation of one of Marvel's most famed horrific heroes. Zarathos was once a demon whose power rivaled that of the great Mephisto himself. Ooh. We'll, get, we'll get to Mephisto. Sorry, my, I, my apologies. Yeah. I jumped the gun. Not yet. Um, how about at rank 11, we have Hot Stuff, the little devil from Harvey Comics, whose first <laughs> Hot Stuff. Way back in 1957 and was created by Warren Kremer. And I think I had some hot stuff comics back in the day, maybe, <laughs> floating around. At rank 10, we have Malabogia. Malabogia. Uh, first yeah, appearance in Spawn. Yep. So there's another reason to get that first Spawn. Ah. <clears throat> so... He was he was obviously a Todd McFarlane creation. At number nine, we have Danny Wormwood, whose first appearance were, was in the Chronicles of Wormwood. And this is created by Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs, a heck of a team. Mm. So I think I read one of those, but I'm not 100% sure that I did. At rank eight, we have Neron, whose first appearance was in Underworld Unleashed, number one, from 1995. And this devil was um, created by Mark Wade and Howard Porter, another great team, um, as a DC villain. And uh, he brags that he was the serpent in the Dark Garden of Eden and goes by other names, King of Hate, Lord of Lies. At rank seven, we have Dormammu, whose first Dormammu, appearance. Dormammu, there we go. Yeah, his first appearance was in Strange Tales number 126, way back in 1964. And Dormammu was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Um, and he rules over the Dark Dimension, another world uh, made up of the unstoppable Mindless Ones. At rank six, we have Son of Satan, whose first appearance was in Ghost Rider number one way back in 1973. And he was created by Gary Friedrich and Roy Thomas. Um, I think he pops up now and again. Um, and we 
seen him. Did he get? He was in the Defenders, I think. And in, that sounds right. Yeah, I think he showed up in even the Jessica Jones Netflix series. Devils and demons were popular in the seventies. What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, rank five, we have Trigon, whose first appearance was in the new Teen Titans number two. Ah, Raven's father. Yeah. Um, in 1981, he was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. At rank four, we have Etrigan, whose first appearance is in the Demon number one from 1972. And I think I might have that one floating around. Um, and this uh, Etrigan was created by Jack Kirby. Uh, rank three, your boy, Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto. <laughs> Whose first appearance was... Who the internet has been just clamoring over for the past nine months to a year. Yeah. Yeah, ever since um, <clears throat> the first scene that had red in it in... Um, <laughs> what was the... In the, WandaVision. In WandaVision, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Yeah. Mephisto uh, confirmed. Uh, first appearance of Silver Surf was Sur- Silver Surfer number three back in... 1968, um, Mephisto was created by Stan Lee and John Buscema. Uh, rank two, well, Lucifer. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he's, he's as you do, <laughs> he'd be pissed if he was the only number, <laughs> that he's only number two. Um, his first appearance is in the Sandman number four from 1989. Got that one. Created oh. by Neil Gaiman and Sam Keith, so it's a Vertigo title. And number one. They're going to give it to Hellboy. Whoa, okay. Mike Mignola, whose first appearance is in Next Men number twenty-one, and we all know, uh, we all know Hellboy. Now, <clears throat> this list is not probably complete. Um, is there is there a devil that we missed on this list? We borrowed this from the Den of a Little Geek. guy on top of the canned ham, but other than that, I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> It covers most of them. <laughs> now, um, also got all this because we have 666 episodes. <laughs> all this because um, this is our devilish, devilish episode. Um, we got a little bit of feedback from our good friend Eric Wolf, um, who hey. says, "I'm j- a little self-serving." Um, feedback i'm gonna go eric wolf says i'm just reading a letter in the back of time before time number four nice letter drew that is a very compelling series yes uh it was a wonderful surprise to see that my letter made the cut in time before time number four so i'm in the back of that and uh like like the devils before we just discussed i am now immortal (laughs) <laughs> live on forever but yeah it's a it's a it's a fun series i like time before time a lot um i think it's i think this week we're going to tackle um image and previews is that correct absolutely we went through our friends at dc now we're going to jump over to image for a bit and that's on page 40 in your print catalog or no 33 in your print catalog 40 in your digital and number one in your hearts <laughs> number one in your hearts and right off the bat kyle uh we have something that just lights my fire it's newburn number one written by chip zadarsky and nadia shamas and artist jacob phillips and ziad youssef ayub um and it is a private detective crime and mystery noir book. And so that's my genre. 
It's got a Phillips attached, you know, so it's got the Brubaker Phillips uh, connection. Zadarsky's coming off of um, Stillwater, which is great. Uh, Jacob is coming off of uh, that Texas blood. So this is um, his dad works with works with um, Brubaker on on all the great crime noir stuff as well. Um, this is about uh, a guy named Eastern Easton Newburn, who's a private detective without loyalties, investigating conflicts between rival crime factions while collecting enemies along the way. In this debut issue, a man is murdered after stealing from his own mafia family, but they aren't the only ones who ordered the hit. Um, uh, this is right up my alley, Kyle. Is it right up your alley at all? That's pretty cool. Uh, they give us a whole three or four pages to dig through on this, so they really want us to get uh, addicted to it. Um, it's definitely something that's going to be worth jumping into. I'm curious how Zdarsky is going to write something serious. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't see a whole a lot of blood spatterings and murder, and uh, our, our, our protagonist looks like a very gruff guy, so I'm wondering how he'll shoehorn anything in. Well, like I say about these artists who turn writers, they're really good. <laughs> you, that, that's always been your take. That's always been my take. It, and, you know, Zdarsky's doing a pretty good job with Stillwater. I don't think there's any humor in that one. Yeah, there's not. Um, so he's he's kind of got that down. Uh, it's, this comes out November 3rd. It's 32 pages. It's only $3.99. Um, but like you said, there's three or four pages here. Um, uh, to take a look at, it looks really good to me. Um, yeah, it looks quite good. I'm, I'm all in and excited about this one. Yep, 32 pages, $4. So strong work, strong work. And we don't get to see what the Tula Lote cover is. I'm not sure what that one was done. Yeah. Next, a thing called truth of a five issue series from, uh, Yolanda Zanfardino. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a chaotic LGBTQ plus road trip, Drew. A workaholic scientist who wants to save the world and a woman who fears nothing but discovering her own destiny find themselves mixed up in a chaotic on-the-road adventure through Europe. Well, they manage to find a middle ground between their opposing ways of life at least for long enough to complete their mission. And could this trip lead to an unexpected romance? I'm guessing it does. Um, <laughs> It'd be really weird if they're like, <laughs> we literally hate each other. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's a lot of Elisa uh, Romboli art in here who, who's handling the art chores. Um, very solid looking book. Um, I'll definitely check this one out, even though it's probably not... Mm, well, I'm not the target audience, but it, it, it looks pretty good. So I'm going to check it out. Yeah, uh, it looks like action. And it's, again, five-issue series. So yeah, looks like they got one road trip story. And let's see how she rolls. Uh, then we have uh, Girl Scouts. No, I don't think it's, it's Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. Stone Ghost number one. So this is, I'm guessing this has already been out once. And this is, yeah, this is a part of a universe. So this is another volume from that universe. Um, we're doing uh, Jim Mafood doing the art and the writing chores. Um, so with a, a dope. So there's only a cover A, and there's only one in 25 for uh, covers. That's yeah. Um, interesting choice, right? 
Yeah. So in for a penny, in for a dollar fifty. But the Peach Momoko cover makes me interested in reading the book. The cover A does not. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It in the interior art. Uh, I don't know if that's my cut my jam. What do you think? There is a lot of a lot on every page. Yeah. And it honestly looks like I could probably draw this book. <laughs> it's, it does. Yeah, it doesn't look super finished. And maybe that's it's an early look at some of the art. But it looks it looks real sketchy. Sometimes I like that. Like um, the fourth page they show me literally hurts my eyes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's it. it it's not it's not fantastic and not not a fantastic choice to showcase what this can be if if this is all the art is maybe you just don't keep no, don't put it in there <laughs> like <laughs> a little bait be a surprise. yeah in the long line of actors who think they can write comics we have phenom x number one from john leguizamo i'm gonna Adam go out and say people need us to spell phenom here P-H-E-N-O-M-X. How do you spell phenom? I don't know if that's how you do it or not. It just looks very odd. (laughs) I I think that's how it's spelled. Is it? I think. I don't know. I'd have to. Okay, I I, I don't know. I'm not going to go out on a limb. But it is 48 pages, but it's $7. Oh, yeah, you're right. A little high. Um and John Leguizamo, Aram Rappaport, and Joe Mizik doing the writing chores together with Chris Batista on art. And a Todd McFarlane cover B. Yeah. So for you, Todd McFarlane completists, don't miss out on Phenom number one cover B. So Jake, John Leguizamo, who is the clown in the Spawn movie, goes back to his old boss and says, hey, I need a B cover. Oh, yeah. That's pro- yeah, there's the connection. There's okay. a connection there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we we have an ongoing, but it's seven dollars. Right. So sorry, John. <coughs> I'm not going to ever find out how your writing is. Yeah. Um. If you remember how much I used to, and probably still do, talk about four kids walking to a bank, how much I love Matthew Rosenberg, isn't it? Yeah, it's Matthew oh, Rosenberg, yeah. pilot boss, um, working together, and I love that book. I love that team the way they work together and it launched rosenberg um didn't launch tyler boss he he's doing well but he not do he's not getting a big two work like rosenberg is mm-hmm. uh, but they're back together and with what's the furthest place from here number one so it's that team of rosenberg and boss um with we get a we get a, a marcos martin cover um scotty young cover a, a bendis cover uh wow. which is cool. um a Jenny and a couple of Jesse Jenny Frizens, including a one in a hundred and a one in seventy five. It's a triple size, triple size first issue, and they only add a buck. So four ninety nine for a debut, um, sixty pages comes out November tenth. Uh, it's fantasy and science fiction, which sometimes is good, sometimes is not. It's post apocalyptic. Um, the world you is in. Said all the right words. Yeah, yeah, the world is in. Isn't everything post-apocalyptic in at yes, image? Uh, I think so. The the world has ended. All that remains are gangs of children living among the ruins. But Sid believes there must be something more out there. When she disappears into the wastelands, her gang will risk 
everything to bring her home. A story about the things that matter most, your survival, your loved ones, and your record collection. Uh, so, so this is said to have the emotional heart of of Sweet Tooth, Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth, but crashing into the chaos of Mad Max. Um, that's not a bad you combo. The, yeah, you found the first real. This is my interest rate. I'm I'm in for a cover A. I'm in for a cover B. And sure, Scotty, we'll go with your cover C as well. I didn't, you know, the, uh, surprisingly, I did not. I usually love Marcos Martin. I didn't love the cover B. Yeah, I, I don't either, but. I do love the I love the prison, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be able to afford that one. Um, so, but the Bendis is interesting. I don't know how many times he does covers, and that is a uh, well, well, okay, they're not showing us the horror cover. Oh, they are. Is that E? Yeah. Well, I meant Martin. I and then there's kind of a chaotic F, which is a map variant. And I do like maps. Not usually on covers, though. And you know the interiors are fine. It's it it's that Tyler Boss style with um you know cool. I love it. Is, but extra lines, like the lining is very defined on Tyler Boss. Style. Yeah, and he does you know really interesting visual humor. Um, great hilarious. You know sometimes the sound effects are hilarious. Um. It's just it's usually there's usually some humor involved uh, involving the art that or that the art adds to the humor and um, also but it's but it's, if you read Four Kids in a Bank you know what I'm talking about. Um, Scroll one page after the preview or after the interiors. This is also going to feature one of the uh, vinyl offerings. Oh. Um, and this is a book that mentioned vinyl and its solicit. So depending on deep discount and what kind of discount there is on this, I may jump for this because if it's a post-apocalyptic, slightly vinyl-centric, I mean, just in the fact that they talk about their vinyl collections, uh, you may have to. I can see this being something you have to have. And I'd Are rather you read for this than a 1 in 50. And, it, you know, this genre is punk. Exactly. Which is, you you know, you you were punk punk kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like like punk uh, bands. So, but I don't know. Are you familiar with Jawbreaker and Jets to Brazil? Jawbreaker, I love Jawbreaker. Okay, so this is uh, the lead singer Blake Schwarzenbach, mm-hmm. uh, who's who's from that, and then somebody named Joyce Manor. Um, and and a, rupi- a, a rising star, a rising punk star. Um, I like that idea. If I'm gonna pay five bucks for the comic, do I throw in an extra ten to get the vinyl and the comic? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I may stay heck with that Scotty Young cover C or maybe the cover B. Get two cover A's and a vinyl. Oh, is it? Okay, so this is a different. This is a different cover. If you get the vinyl, then you get a, a separate cover. Correct. Which is most likely going to be the rarest of the covers. Correct. Well, I know that for like the DC vinyls, they limited to them. They they limited them to like twenty five hundred to three thousand. So I'm not sure they haven't said anything about the the print run on these. They may be just print to order, but who knows? I, I wouldn't think it'd be more than two grand. I mean, I wouldn't think so either. I wouldn't think so. 
but okay so do you can you play this record or do you have yeah. to like no no, no, no. It's, it's you have to keep it sealed oh. he's got i mean me i'm sealing that beast and i'm not i'm not a vinyl weirdo anyways so so, so you want it for its collectability yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not I'll go on iTunes if I really want to hear the, the song. <laughs> so you, yeah, you're, you're you're reselling it. Yeah, down the road. I gotcha. Okay. Man, Image's got some good, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Continuing with Inkblot 13, starting a new story arc. Emma Kubert and Rusty are glad on that, of course. Radiant Black, 10 issues and rolling hard, Drew. You called it from the beginning, right? Um, no. And you know what? <coughs> you know, I, I flip-flopped the other way again. So. Oh, you hate you now hate it again? I don't hate it. Um, it's just I, I lo- I've lost interest in it. Um, and it's going in a... There's, there's a lot of different color uh, superheroes now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a pink... And there's a black, and there's a red, and and you know, it's kind of reminiscent it. of something else, that, you know. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to go down that road. And you know, some of the decisions made in issue three, I didn't love. And um, so it's uh, it started great. I really enjoyed it. Um, but now that I'm, uh, I, I'm about done. I think. I think I'm You're not done. even going to finish the arc. Um, I don't know. It depends on what happens when the next one comes out. Uh, now, Drew, about. would you? It's a four dollar book. Would you pay an extra six dollars so your cover is black light? I wouldn't, but I I think uh, that's cool. Yeah, I th- I'm I, guessing I, this is going to be a rare cover because I cannot see anybody paying that. Oh, really? I mean, what, what, what if it was a one in twenty five? Could you see people buying a one in twenty five just regular? Sure. So what's the difference between one and twenty-five? And because if you're ordering twenty-five of them, you're getting it for a regular price. This you're jumping six dollars for something that glows in the dark, which is free with books like <laughs> with Geiger. There's well, nobody's getting it for for a regular price besides the retailers. Yeah, correct. One twenty-five. So as as if, but as a retailer, it's not that big of a difficulty to just be like. Oh, we got twenty five. Let's snag one of them. With this, you're just you're you're placing an additional order and be like, I think ten people will want to pay extra for this book. I don't know, man. I think I think this is an easier, less of a barrier to entry than a one in twenty five. Interesting. Or I mean, even a one in ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends. I mean, different different. LCSs charge different prices for one in tens and one in twenty fives, I guess. So some yeah. make it easier and some make it harder. Um, we have Redneck back with a new story arc launching called Texas Forever, uh, issue thirty one. Um, kind of forgot about this book, uh, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Interesting. The most shocking moment in Redneck history ever. That's saying something. Yep. So they are baiting us into buying this book because something big is going to happen. Uh, Scumbag 11 launches a new story arc as well. Golden Brown Eye. <laughs> Golden Brown Eye. <laughs> Number one. Or part one. <laughs> um, this book is uh, 
I like Remender, but it's wacky. It's wacky and out there. <laughs> That's funny. Kyle, look at the cover to Silver Coin number six. Does that take oh, you back? Uh, yeah. And Nailbiter is one of the uh, pinball is the pinball, pinball machine. <laughs> I would pe- I would play a Nailbiter pinball machine. Oh my goodness, yes. That would be cool. Geiger gets an 80-page giant. I thought Silver Coin was a limited series. Did they just continue it because it did well? Yeah, yeah. I think after issue one or or issue three pre-sales, um, they made the announcement that it was going to be a an ongoing. I think, gotcha. and I could I could have I could be confusing that with something else where that happened too, where it was launched as a limited and then became something more. Which is why you never never launch as limited. Yeah. There's Just no lie, lie to us. Lie to us like every comic company has done for years. And everything's yeah. an ongoing. It's going to run for a thousand issues. Until and then, she, and then lie to us. Well, we don't mm-hmm. mind. We're used to it. Uh, we get the Geiger 80-page giant. Um, kind of cool that we're getting an, an 80-page giant somewhere other than uh, DC. That's mm-hmm. pretty neat. Um, I I love this book uh, so far, and this one touts uh, a new first appearance by a, a character, Redcoat. Uh, so yet another first appearance in Geiger. Uh, this is going to be eight bucks, Kyle, but you're getting eighty pages. Are you okay with that? Yeah, this is kind of like an annual, so I'm kind of I'm fine with this kind of thing. And it's 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 an existing title. So, like, my biggest thing is you want us to take a shot at your number, your your first iteration of your book, yeah. you know, for $9, knowing nothing. No, sorry. But, like, this hypothetically has a fan base, and then they're giving you more for more. And, it, you know, it's, you don't have to, this is, a, this is not like the next in the series. You, like an annual, you don't have to get it. But this also has a preview of Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's new upcoming series, Junkyard Joe. So your first appearances from that series are actually going to be in this. Yeah. So it's a must buy, right? Yes. Yeah. Eight bucks be damned. Get it anyway. <laughs> Eight bucks. Also, there are five covers. <laughs> Golly. If you're a if you're a completist and you got to get them all, that's going to cost you. <laughs> Holy moly! But it, it coincides. has a trade. <laughs> yeah, it coincides with the trade, uh, volume one trade as well, collecting issues one through six. So um, get your Geiger fix on. And if you if you if you didn't if you missed out on it, it's really good. So it's worth, it's worth reading. Uh, we got the home trade paperback. I finished this. That was a fun story of uh, immigrants with superpowers and uh, mm. ice on their tails. Uh, really, really fun story. And it, le- it finished up nicely-ish, but also left plenty of room for more. I was going to say, but set up for a sequel to maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Post-Americana collects issues one through seven. This was really good. Uh, Steve Scrochi. I love, I love his... Uh, his art style and um it was crazy and wild and wacky as you can tell from the cover 
Um, really good book. And, and the uh, only people here that understand image is Geiger. Geiger is putting out 160 pages for $10. Home wants $17 for issues one through five and a guide. Sorry, dude. Post of Maripana, now where they're giving you one through seven, that's awesome. They're wanting 17 bucks. The point of image is that $10 <laughs> trade that you can pass around, man. You guys just are getting no. Okay. I mean, uh, here's, here's my opinion on it. You can do a $10 trade if you got an ongoing, a, a $10 intro trade. Okay. But that if makes this sense. is a yeah. complete story, I don't think you, I, I don't think as a creator, I would choose the 999 trade because that's all I'm going to get. I, I'm not going to, I don't have another volume of that in me. Yeah. Um, and plus it's seven comp, seven books in there. So, yeah, in the in the case of Post Americana, it is seven. Yeah. Years, yeah. But it's um, still the same hundred and forty four pages as everybody else. True. True. But I, I get it. I mean, I, I think there's a difference between I because I don't I don't remember Walking Dead launching at nine ninety nine mm-hmm. for its first volume. It it later became a 999 trade saga might have um but you know that is definitely a ten dollar trade because i've bought it three times from the beginning yeah from the beginning but i don't think walking dead was um and it became a a, an intro level trade um which is fine but it's if you're if you have a long on ongoing then you can make your money and further down the tail um i i don't blame guys that have shorter run books but not doing the 999 thing because mm. you're only going to make your money once yeah. that's just me so same same point as shadecraft they're not doing the say, and it but, might be it might have a next volume yeah i was gonna say and yeah I'm, i can't wait to see how this looks at netflix um this was a really great story um just like what was the one about no gravity that they did together um oh crap yeah skyward yep uh and and i i I can't wait to see skyward on a a different medium and i can't wait to see this in a different medium as well but if you uh, even like the okay, so you have a different medium that this is going in. This is going to be a show. Don't you just want to cycle those people in for a ten dollar trade? It's <clears> super <throat> easy barrier to entry, and then you've got them on both fronts. Again, but, we did we haven't got another sky skyward volume, so they don't. Well, they had three. But you have people that possibly aren't going aren't really interested in comics at all if you get them on, you know. Yeah. So you an can actual sell. deal, but and I think you can sell and be like, hey, dude, just head on down and throw a ten at him, and you can read it. Okay. Whereas, hey, this is nine, this is seventeen dollars. No, sorry, no thanks. Well, let's just okay, let's just go. Let's just say fifty percent markup. Um, so it's a ten dollar trade. You got to give fifty percent to the retailer. You got to print out of your five. Um, so you. And your team, in this case, there's three. There's a three-man team. You got you're gonna pay two dollars to print it, and you guys each get a buck. So you mm-hmm. each get a buck from each trade 
for five issues of your work. Uh, I can understand how that would be. I would I can understand how they'd want a little more than that for their efforts. Mm-hmm. You know. And we're not and we're not talking we, we don't even include like the payment you make to image for being in previews. And that's twenty five hundred bucks. Um, yeah. And. I'm sure there's other ancillary costs as well. So I get it. I get it. I mean, I, from a from a an end user, sure, I love the 9.99 trade, and it would be awesome if it was standardized. But I get why they balk it. They all don't do it because they all can't afford to do it. It's just another reason why why the five issue series is stupid. <coughs> make it a four issue series so you can just keep it at 9.99. Make it ongoing. Write more than one story. Yeah. But well, well, but then there's the the diminishing returns from an issue one to an issue five, mm-hmm. you know, money wise. Yeah. Well, 100%. sales wise, you know, yeah. you're going to get down to you're going to lose 20 percent per issue. And at some point it, it you can't afford to print it anymore. So mm-hmm. that's why you, that's why you, you you tell a story with a number one. Four or five issues until, and, and if it doesn't catch fire and sell thirty thousand copies in a month, you got to move on and try something else. There are so many of these four and five issue series that I've read that are just right. there's nothing there. You you don't even have enough time to get into characters. Okay, well that's not the case with Shadecraft. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, give me an example. I'm trying to think of it. I just know. I mean, even uh, our good friend BKV with that Canadian story. What was it? We the, Happy Few or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, was, that was with Steve Scrochy too. With Steve Scrochy as well. Yeah. There was All I remember is big robots, World War, and you never got anything. You didn't scratch the surface. There was like 15 characters there that you got nothing but their names. There's, There was just, yeah. I'm like, okay, there's no meat on this bone. We yeah. haven't actually gone anywhere with it. And it sounds like I'm blaming us as comic uh, consumers because mm-hmm. we didn't support it enough. It didn't sell enough, so therefore they didn't write it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And there's part of that's true. You know, I, I get it. If it's if it's selling 2,000 copies, you, you can't afford to print it. Even with, like, Millar, who's the the king of the, the, the you know, four-issue, five-issue series. Yeah. Like... I want more from um, the time travelers. I want more from Huck. Yeah. Like, yeah, we never got a second volume of Huck, which was a bummer. We did get a second Chrononauts, right? Oh, crap. Did we? Well, that's my fault for not jumping back in then because I wanted more Chrononauts. I think we got a second Chrononauts. Um, yes, we did. I remember now. Yeah, okay. But, but like that first issue, you're just like, all right, we, we're getting just one adventure of these people. Come on now. Yeah, and then the the old guy, remember the old guy superhero that went to the other mm-hmm. planet and saved it? I can't remember what that yes. one was called. I love that book. I could I could have read another one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I get it. I I want more, but the the comic consumer as a whole didn't support it enough to to get more. <laughs> but you know we're gonna get more Mech Avengers Avengers. Uh, over at Marvel, even even though that's selling like five thousand copies. 
I'm not I, I'm not that big of a trade guy, so I don't know why it bothers me. I just really always liked that because like everything from, of course, I've I've passed around the first saga trade to the point where, like I said, I've had to buy three of them because it's falling apart. Same thing with little, little one-off things. Like uh, I've passed around rat Queens first trade, like crazy. Oh, yeah. And Southern, uh, Southern even Pass- things like mind management and all the old yeah. stuff. Did, it's a $10 did, trade. It was just the did perfect Southern thing Masters to do. Did do the 9.99 or did they do the full price? I think they did the 9.99, but I don't know for sure. I don't think they did. I think that was one of the first ones that broke the mold. And I I remember us talking about that once. Um, That's one that really bums me out that that team hasn't been able to put put aside their differences and get back to work on that. That's Mm -hmm. that's a bummer. Um, But again, it could be sales. Maybe sales just petered out. Um, We've got the uh, 280 pages of Rat Queens deluxe hardcover. Uh, collecting, <laughs> collecting 11 through 20, uh, and a neon static special and more bonus content uh, for 40 bucks. That's not bad. Um, I'm not a hardcover guy, but I I see the appeal. I just don't mm-hmm. have the shelf space. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, 100%. Stillwater gets another one. Uh, we're doing a science fiction double feature. With a bunch of uh, sci-fi trades, including Invisible Republic. Black Science. Black oh, Science. I'm assuming number one, volume one is 9.99 on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear Agent, Descender, Ascender, Seven to Eternity, Low. All kinds of good stuff. A lot, a lot of um, sci-fi trades going to be <laughs> out. Yeah, but we're starting in the sky and we're ending in the ocean. Adventure Man comes back around with issue seven. Um, never got into this one, Kyle. I don't know if you did or not. I didn't. I mean, I understand the art, but it just kind of uh, yeah. But my thing. Um, two, I jumped off of. Um, it's like the first time that a creator's social media persona drove me away from his book. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I just usually I don't care. Um, but this guy was, he's just, he was just such a weird dude. And, you know, he was always trying to, he was always pretending to spoil like WandaVision and Loki and, and he was like making fun of the Disney plus shows. And I was like, you know what? You're a dick and mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done supporting your stuff. Huh? Interesting. It's awesome. Deadly Class issue uh, issue forty nine. I cannot believe we're going to get a fifty. That's awesome. That is uh, pretty cool. And we're just starting a new story arc. I need I, more TV show. I need more Deadly Class TV show. I'd like I'd like to kick the sci fi executive's ass that yeah. decided to pull the trigger with after one season of this one well crafted top notch looking season. Such a good season. And uh, and say and pull the pull the trigger and then none we've have we have fifty five streaming services and none of them saw the potential in this book. Yeah, you guys are idiots, idiots. Yeah. Uh, this deserves more seasons. Um, we just didn't get far enough. Yeah. And that J G Jones cover B is amazing looking. 
<laughs> Isn't it? That's yeah. so great. Deep Beyond is is my favorite of the Merca and Dolfo books so far um, that I've read, and it's it's really good. I didn't realize I think I realized it was a twelve issue. Maybe I've said this every every time I see it, <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> Really cool. It really kind of changed uh, direction a little bit and expanded its world and is really fun. Also lends itself to different medium if you want. It'll it'll be a fun one. Department of Truth, man. Tinian is, he's just churning. He doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, he, um, he's, he's got a lot of ideas. (laughs) I, I think he's going to regret the subsec decision, but probably not. You mean, you mean he's going to get tired of rolling around in that pile of money? <laughs> I think he's going to have trouble selling books in, in enough quantity to justify their investment in him. But oh, I, hope yeah. I'm I'm hope, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, As I don't he blame rolls him. around in the already given pile of money. Yeah, yeah. He's already what got what we heard was true. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, checked out Echo Lands. Uh, that first issue came out this week. It was good. How was the the wide format? Uh, it was okay. My tablet uh, wasn't great with it, um, mm-hmm. but you know I, I was able to follow along pretty good. It's my eyesight too, so I need I need it bigger. <laughs> which is why I read a lot of digital comics. Um, but it, art is, is fantastic. The layouts are pretty inventive. Um, I really dug uh, the character, a lady in red in there. And, and it was um, really, really a strong debut that made me at least want to read the next issue. So um, cool stuff. And it's cool that like subsequent months, it looks like they're essentially... Uh, they're calling the raw cut edition, but it's kind of like the uh, the director's cut stuff they're doing. Yeah, so they're not going to color that, I'm guessing. And then they're talking about adding the translucent lettering. So if this is your only copy, you can at least read the book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So if you are a big fan of J.H. Williams, that's probably the only reason to do these. Yeah. Or if, well, if you want to compare and contrast, you know, where how do you go from raw uh, pencils to what and what's it look like after it's colored and what do you lose, what do you gain? That's yeah, that's true. Do you like those process that process type stuff? I can see that. Firepower continues to be cool, uh, cool single issue experience. Um, I, I like the single. They they add some uh, back and forth between Kirkman and Samney uh, conversations over each issue and what, how the decisions were made and how, how they, what Kirkman wrote and why Samney decided this, you know, to draw it in a certain way. Um, Sometimes you, they originally are written as like two, three page sequences, but Samney decides to go, he can, he can tell that story with just one page or, several panels because he's so freaking good um yeah, that's really cool and like samuel chime in on what he like he hates drawing air jordans <laughs> on, <laughs> one, on one of the characters <laughs> he's always bitching about that um 
So, so that really adds to it. So you get to read the story and then they reflect on it um, with a conversation. And that's, that's kind of cool. So it's, it is worth the single issue experience. I know a lot of people are, go to trades, but some, some of these, they need, um, they're worth it. They're worth, they're worth reading in single issues. Frontiersman, I completely forgot about. Is it, has it even come out yet? I was going to say, I can't, I don't think it's hit yet. If it has, it just hit. So, yeah, this is, this is issue three. Good Asian, I'm enjoying a lot. Uh, it's seventh issue. It looks like it's going to be a ten issue series now. If it, we didn't already know that. Did you check out uh, Gunslinger Gunslinger Spawn, Kyle? I did not, but it looks interesting. Or is it out yet? It's not out yet. Yeah. And is I didn't. King, why did King Spawn, Spawn the one either, that's so. out? King Spawn yeah. hit. I didn't check that out either. So. Yeah. Vampires, guns, and blood. So I mean, that's all pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you look at Hell Cop number two from Brian Haberlin, check out that cover C. That Playboy cover, that's awesome. It's a Playboy homage called Play Demon. Uh, that's a pretty cool perfect cover. Perfect for our 666 episode. <laughs> it is perfect, yeah. Hell Cop, sponsored by Hell Cop. Jupiter's Legacy is halfway done, speaking to Mark Millar with the 12 issue series. And this is the third. Uh, of the trilogy, the third volume of the trilogy, and Mark Millar says that was always the uh, the plan, which I think is a total lie. But <laughs> if had the Netflix series been more popular, we'd have kept going. Yeah. There's the King Spawn we were talking about. This is issue four. Another Mark Millar Magic Order number two. Did you? Did I ask you if you read the first volume of that? Uh-uh. Did you? You didn't? No, I did not. I don't think I finished it either. Man Eaters the Curse finishing up. I did read the first issue of this. I don't think I've read the second. Um, liked it. It's more of the same, if you like the first volume. Hmm. We're getting close. It feels like we're getting close to the end of Manifest Destiny. This is issue 47, so... So we've almost hit the West Coast? Oh, yeah. Only two issues left. So, yeah, we're almost to California. <laughs> well, I, as I watch them with the picture stepping into the ocean on the uh, cover. Yeah. Scotty Young, The Me You Love in the Dark. Turns out that's a five-issue miniseries. That Nita Hawk's Nightmare blog, that cover B is uh, that's a cool cover. That's like the uh, Saturday Evening Post, right? Yep, exactly. Cool, I like, I that. like that. Ordinary Gods, um, another Kyle Higgins. Primordial. I don't remember that first issue. I don't know if it's if it's out yet. A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance is an issue two. We haven't seen that first issue yet. Uh, Second Chances. I did read the first issue of that. Um, this is the finale. And this is the finale. It, it was kind of cool. I like the concept, you know, where uh, you get to start over and kind of disappear from the problems of your life and start over somewhere else. So basically like witness relocation. Mm-hmm. Trigger Keaton. Here's uh, the finale as well. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed that book. 
a lot. I hope I hope it does well enough to um, warrant another volume. I guess depending on how it finishes up. Yeah. Haven't looked at um, Sweet Paprika yet. I don't know if you checked that out. I was <laughs> going to check it out just for the art, if nothing else. Yeah. Good old Merca. I know that Texas Blood is one that I'm loving, and this was this this was a cool volume because or story arc within the series. Like the first one was kind of present day, and in this volume that's finishing up is uh, kind of him just reminiscing about a case from years uh-huh. ago when, before he was sheriff when he was just a deputy, and uh, it's kind of cool, you know, kind of jumps back and forth. But it, it's still the same kind of noirish stuff. Love and Time Before Time, um, issue seven, looks still to be an ongoing. They haven't dumped, they haven't put the <laughs> put the, uh, the the of number on there yet. Yeah, not at all. Two Moons. I kind of thought it finished up pretty well with its first volume, so I'm surprised to see another volume of this one starting up but it left enough that it could it could be picked up and and, and told again but it, it did also finished well with this first volume undiscovered country finishing it it's art it's third arc vinyl finishing up and here we go walking dead drew we got your governor's first appearance Oh, which one is that? 26? 27. 27. And they're showing us the A, the B, the C, the D. They're not showing us the C, the E, or the F. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I played along. I played along for the first 20 issues. I mean, this and is the last big first appearance issue. You're not going all in on 27? No. I mean... <sighs> I mean, really, that's not really. We got, we still got Negan, and we still got Princess. That would be that would we be still got, seventy-three issues away. Yeah, no, no. I think you have Jesus before that, but yeah, but Jesus, Jesus yeah. yeah. And then what? What are the three characters um, that Eugene? Um, that was that was also one hundred, wasn't it? No, no, that was way earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Rosa, Eugene, and what's... Yeah. Yeah, so you get those three. But again, you got 50 between now and then. This was the last. <laughs> yeah. But I, I pulled the ripcord. Okay, Not, just check. Your mileage just may vary. I pulled the ripcord. That is a really cool Invincible blood-splattered t-shirt, but... Can't pay thirty-seven dollars for a t-shirt or thirty-five bucks for a t-shirt. Oh my god! Oh my god, that is high. It's just black. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the t-shirt. Is that much, or is that the the hoodie? That's the t. No, no, no. The t-shirt's you know only five dollars more. The hoodie's only five dollars more. Yeah. Oh wow, that's nuts. Yeah. But nice looking t-shirt. All right, a lot of stuff from Image. Image I uh, I really went down the weeds on that one, guys. Sorry about that. I 
that's that's I, I read the most image so yeah uh, you know next next week we, we do marvel um <laughs> i won't have as much to say <laughs> right it, it just is what it is correct yeah kyle let's take a look at um what hot comics are happening hot comics now uh you want to go comics heating up um comic book invest uh all right let's head over to our good friends at cbs and you get to decide because this is your segment you decide one to ten ten to one um i got a little grief about um how dare i tell kyle what to do that's right and simply because of that fact at rank number 10 nocturna (laughs) number one you know we just got some word on you know, a secondary a series on this, a TV show, uh, mildly increased in price from 15 to 20 up to 30 after Scott Snyder tweeted that it was going to be a TV show. This has been speculated on for quite a bit, but the confirmation is definitely what some people are waiting for to jump in. And at rank nine, Moon Knight number one, the second print of the one in 25 variant. This one gets another giant eh sticker this week but hey it's harder to get mood night variants so people will stay will will always want them this is the one that eric when he filled in for you was like what is this what is this cover this is terrible he was he was (laughs) not a fan of this one and uh in in retrospect i should not have had my moon night goggles on because it is not great yeah at rank eight, we have Marvel Action Origins number three, the Agnes Garabowska one in ten variant. And that is one of the IDW Marvel lots. So it's kind of the very all AG versions of it. So we've got the, got the very all AG spawn and the very all AG Hulk. Um, this is twenty to twenty-five dollars. Guess it's kind of cool to have Hulk and Venom on the cover, which we don't get a lot. But this is not really a great cover. Uh, but I mean, the one in ten wasn't enough to jump to twenty to twenty-five, which we've talked about before. Some places you're not going to get it for less than twenty. Um, so a little odd on that one. Nothing. I don't think there's any growth rumor potential on that one. At rank seven, we have the Umbrella Academy Apocalypse Suite hardcover. Thank you, one per store. It's going between fifty and sixty dollars. Could they not have found a different cover artist instead of reusing the number one variant cover art for the one per store? Uh, yeah, you got to pay those cover. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> we don't want to do that. We'll just use the same one. You're giving it away. Um, I don't blame them. Yeah, it's true. There's no real incentive to not. But yeah, thank you, one per store hardcover on the Umbrella Academy. At rank six, we have Monster Kill Squad, number one. 20 to $30. have a lot of questions this week. If Bad Idea was a failure and they are canceling everything... Why are they still producing books, and why are they still getting four times those cover prices? Because we're getting punked. We're getting punked by Bad Idea. They are. They 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 think they're clever, and they're gonna keep doing dumb, ridiculous things that don't make any sense um, until we find out. Until we get sick of it, and 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 dump 
and to stay away from them like I am. But in the meantime, you're missing out on the profit. Right. <laughs> Which is Just not a, the first time that's happened. Uh, it yeah. won't be the last. And, you know, hey, I, I hope there's people out there love big Bad Idea and everything they, they're doing. I mean, I played along at the beginning. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand what's going on, so I'm, I gotta go away. There you go. At rank five, we have America, number 12, from the 2018 series. This is a harder-to-find last issue. It was about 20 to $30, so it was definitely known about. Now it is $75 for a reason that we are not really clear on. The only question is, if a modern character can't keep a solo series past 12 issues, is that character actually hot? Which could be said the same for Moon Knight. At rank four, we have Star Slayer, number two. And I can't even tell the publisher on this one, Drew. It was a 15 to $25 book, and graded we're going between $150 to $300 for a 9.8. Uh, now we are 50 to 60 for a raw, and we're up to 200 on 9.6s and even more for 9.8s. The increases on the heels of the news that The Rocketeer is being rebooted on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, if this is a hit, we'd be looking out for anything that Dave Steve anything Dave Stevens. Not that you should have shouldn't have already been buying those covers. Are you telling me that Rocketeer is in Star Slayer? Is he? Or, yeah. Is that what that means? Because I don't. Or is it just Dave Stevens? I don't have enough information on this one here. Is that called the Log of the Jolly Roger? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what's the deal? Uh, 1985. Oh, it's first comics, I think. Does that look like an F up in the corner? Yeah, that looks like a first appearance and origin of the Rocketeer. Gotcha. Boy. <clears throat> Pacific Comics. Pacific Comics. Oh, okay. I think I think Star Slayer has been in a few on a few different publishers. Then there you go. At rank three, we have the Ultimate Fallout number four facsimile edition. Yeah, yeah. Marco Jurjevic variant limited to one thousand copies. (laughs) Oh, all I saw was Ultimate Fallout Fallout four facsimile and seventy five dollars, and I was like, hell yeah. I got a stack of these, and I'm like, oh, no, it's that one. Damn it. It is now live. It is selling for around $75. The question, would you rather have this or spend another 50 or 75 and get the second print or buy four of these instead of one La Mole? Is there a distinction between the two? Does the fact that it is, in the, same, it is the same cover art as the origin bother you at all? Darn facsimile editions. We're arguing over facsimiles now. That's crazy. Right. <sighs> I rank two. We have the Invincible Iron Man number seven, the David Lopez variant. A 9.8 went for $1,100, which warms my heart. Yes, it has a long way to go to reach the heights of the $3,500 price tag of the number nine variant. Um, but hopefully this price hike shows that collectors are beginning to realize that this is the book to have. Yeah, they're really up on this soapbox of seven over nine. 
Yeah. And at rank one, Strange or Stray Dogs Cover Gallery number one, the one per store variant. Between $100 and $125. Weird book that apparently isn't supposed to be out until next week. And is it also weird that a book with no story is going for so much? There isn't a story, right? Yeah, it just covers um, from all the variants throughout. And, uh, you know, the. Is, I guess this is another thank you to the stores. Mm-hmm. Well, when are they going to start thanking the podcasters? How about, the, how, about a, how about a one per podcast variant? That's, where where the hell is that at? That's a good idea. Uh, you know, we talk about your stuff every week. <laughs> uh, Drew, you want to jump over to the FOC now that we've seen some hot stuff? Well, if you had done it one through ten, then you would know that there's still an honorable oh, mention section. Son of a, I forgot about the honorable. Yeah, mentions. But you know, it's it, it's your call. That's <laughs> right. Let's check out the honorable mentions. Let's check out the Wheel of Time New Spring number one. Wow, written by Chuck Dixon on Red Eagle Comics. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, some YouTuber brought this style to our attention, and then this week a trailer for the Amazon Prime show dropped. And this shot to $30 for a raw copy. Um, listen, I'm hearing this for the first time, seeing this comic for the very first time. No, <laughs> yeah, it's actually it, this was not on my radar ever. That's interesting. Yeah. Robert Jordan and Mike Miller. Not Millar. Not <laughs> Millar. Miller. Yeah. And in our Cray Cray comics, Amazing Mystery Funnies number one. Such a simple yet stunning cover. I was unaware that women wore booty shorts pre-World War II for some reason. A 7.5 sold for a whopping $12,000 this week, dwarfing the prior all-time high in any grade for this book, which was $9,800 for an 8.5 in 2017. You know, that's amazing. That is amazing. Pull up, grab, grab the ten cent comics when you're when you're out and about. Uh, they're pretty. They're you pretty. just never know. You know, you just never know. All right, Kyle, it's time to take a look at the the FOC. And Eric's uh, on vacation, so he sent. He's, you should have your email in your in your inbox. Uh, he did do that while we're while on vacation, but he doesn't didn't select anything for us, did he? And we remember we had two DC timelines last week, so there are no DC FOC options this Oh, week. right, right. Okay. So we can just start right in Dark Horse. And <clears> that <throat> Crime Illustrated is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. From the EC archives, it's $50 for the hardcover. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, amazing screw on head and other curious objects is a trade that I missed out on as well. Yeah. Uh, is a children of the plague one shot? Is that an existing property or is that um, just like a launch? I think that's got to be the existing property we just don't know about. Okay. We have a Stranger Things book. The to- Stranger Things Tomb of... 
Ibuen. So this um, is probably an adventure between seasons since some yeah. of the characters on the cover aren't around anymore. Yep, and it looks like the cover B is a uh, Goonies homage. Oh, or, okay. Or uh, Indiana Jones. Raiders Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's the other one I was thinking. Something neat there. From IDW. Uh, I've got some Star Wars Adventure Ghost Vader's Castle, number two. Um, what's that rabbit called? What's its name? It's the Star Wars rabbit. Oh, yeah. Jackson. Oh, okay. Is, uh, do you have any cachet? No. He's been in quite a bit of stuff and never Nobody really cared. popped. Yeah. And then on the uh, regular Star Wars Adventures, number 10, is that Mace Windu on the left? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And who's the bearded dude? Uh, that would uh, be our Darth, or I can't remember his name. Stumpy Kyle. Yeah, I'm having some thinking issues this morning. Yeah. Pretty lame uh, Turtles cover. Just okay from Nishijima. Does usually work. And, of course, we're not seeing the Eastman cover or TMNT 121. Um, And uh, that Transformers Shattered Glass gets its second issue. Interesting covers on those. Yeah. And we get down to image. Uh, any of those Department of Truth jump out at you? Ooh, uh, check those I, out. They've had, yeah, we've missed some good ones on those. I kind of like the cover B with the uh, movie slate on it and the girl. That, that's kind of neat. I haven't seen that done before. I like I like that a lot. Yeah. That's, oh, and that's uh, depicting them filming the moon landing. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, take a look at that cover B. B and C are good, too. Mm. Yeah, B's a nice one on that one. I like that. There's the Saga t- Trade box set that we talked about a little while ago. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's where we found out that it's coming back. Geiger number six. Get it's a second print, which gives us the first cover appearance of Junkyard Joe from Geiger, I think. Where is this? Under Geiger. Oh, Oh, okay. That's Second the way the spinoff's going to happen, right? In that eighty-page giant. I so this is so, yeah. so this is the actual first appearance of that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is well, yeah. He's supposed to. I think he's the his first appearance is in this issue six, if I remember correctly. And then the, the second print gives him a running around on the cover here. Gotcha. <clears throat> 
Look at that Baron's cover for Spawn 322. <laughs> He's good. Looking cover. Good looking cover. First appearance of the Disruptor. New villain here for Spawn. Another new first appearance. That's cool. Yeah. Looks like it for Image. And we're heading down into the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I've got third issue of Amazing Fantasy with their gorgeous covers. Um, enjoying those. Black Cat number 10. Uh, I, I've enjoyed this comic a lot. You could just grab any random issue, pretty much enjoy it for what it is. It's it's a good self-contained story and part of a larger whole. Dark Hawk number two and Dark Hold Alpha number one, so no confusion there. I was going to say, a lot of darkness. Carnage one, Inferno one. So there's a lot of things jumping off at uh, Marvel. Inferno is the culmination of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. Begins here with Inferno. Is your big Hickman and X-Men? Me? Yeah. No. Art Germ, Cover B, Click It Now. Where am I at? Which one? Inferno number one. Inferno number one. Oh, wow. Who is that? That would be Mystique. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's that's worth six bucks, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Holy yeah. smokes. What is Inferno? What is, what is going on here? What is this about? This is Jonathan Hickman uh, writing. Uh, the rulers of Krakoa have been playing a dangerous game with a dangerous woman, and they are about to see how badly that can burn them. Mastermind of the X-Men, Jonathan Hickman, brings his plans to a head, joined by an incredible lineup of artists beginning with Valero Sheet. As one woman follows through on her promise to burn the nation of Krakoa to the ground. Yeah, it's boy, they were going all out. Yeah, a lot of these covers are really good. Even the Vega, the last oh, of man. Them. Yeah, the Silva homage is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of the decal. Who is that? Yeah, who's on the decal cover? Do you know? Do you know? That looks like Emma Frost. Man, that's that's nice too. So yeah, we we need to pay attention to that. I oh, God, I just hate paying six bucks. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that art period is nice. I wonder. Yeah, they, you, they'll give you a virgin variant of that for two hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> I got to think about that one though. It's really really nice. Would you get the decal too? Or yeah, all, all I want is that art germ. Just the art germ. The art germ's clear, clear, clearly, in a way, the better yeah. one. Didn't your mind? And I, I do not like the Stormbreakers. That's not worth yeah. 25 bucks. Okay, Kyle. 
It's uh, Miles Morales time. Oh. We've got three covers to choose from, two of which we can see. Um, yet I can't figure out why some pop and some don't. So you mm-hmm. tell me. Is the one where it's him stark up against a white background with his little shoes he's unlaced? That's my favorite. Or is it the one with him on a with Spider Gwen on the Vespa? No, on a Vespa. Okay. Well, you can see the design variant for the new outfit here as 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 uh number the other one. Yeah. Those design variants are very popular, but I do not like this new outfit at all. And there's a second printing for issue two of Moon Knight. Uh, I did not like uh, issue two as much as I like issue one. I'm hoping issue three is a little bounces back for me. But you call you up know. Jed McKay and ask him. No, 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 no. He's, oh, oh, he's sorry. I mean, I I'm I love Moon Knight, but I have a high bar as well, so I'm probably being hard on it. Ah. Kyle, what in the heck is on the action figure variant? Exactly, I'm not aware of what obscure. <laughs> what kind of is that? Demon it's that is. Varwabi, Varwaba. Uh, never, never, never seen it. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, what and what ship is on the uh, blueprint variant? Can you tell? It's like a U-shaped ship, it looks like. I don't know. Oh yeah, that is uh, one of the old ships from the the earlier public stuff, similar to. Uh... Oh man, yeah. I've seen a stump. couple like that before. Stump the Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, why did we go to a second printing for Star Wars High Republic number eight? And Star Wars Brownie Hunters number three, just because of sales. No, no, yeah, there. I think just because. Yeah. And Bounty Hunters. Marvel's. Uh pretty quick to churn out a second printing on some stuff. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't take much, does it? Yeah. Well, we're at to now, dynamite. Boom! Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say there's just a, there's a couple artist writers and artisans, but there's not much there. And then we're into boom, where something is killing the children. With its B cover doing anything for you, Kyle? I click on one in twenty five first, and it's pretty <laughs> good. It's all been great, and the B cover. Not bad, not bad. No, but it wasn't one that just that you said if I would have seen it, I would have known that it's gonna. Yeah, pop. it's not like the bathtub one or anything like that. Those were dope. Ten years to death, one shot from AfterShock. 
looks like a real pick me up. <laughs> looks good. Shawshank Redemption meets the Sixth Sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Another Life is Strange volume. Um, these must be doing well, or the, the, the video game community is propping this up. Yeah. Because um, we this got to be third or fourth volume on this, right? Yeah, we keep getting several different iterations of this. People seem to like these characters. Um, so the Money Shop 15 Cover B Black Bear... Black bag variant. Is that that's what the black bag looks like? So we don't know what the cover looks like. I can't even find that one. Where is it at? I am flopping back and forth between. I was gonna say you're flying around here, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm popping back and forth between uh, previews world. Oh, I see it. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's just what the bag looks like. Have we seen any of those pop? They've done those before, I think. No, they've done those before, and nothing from the money shop. No, nothing's popped, unfortunately, for them. Okay. Suicide Jockeys. Um, are, they, are they doing another cover B homage? That kind of looks familiar, but I don't I don't recognize it instantly as a yeah. as a movie poster. Unborn number one. Oh, yeah. The uh, Death Race is cover B. Oh, it's Death Race 3000? Or the or the remake? Uh, I think the original three, the original one. The oh, old okay. one. Okay. Cool. Unborn number one from Source Point, Source Point Press. Um, Frank Gogol and Eve Quintana. It's for fans of Alien and Power Rangers. So Who isn't? Me. Also I'm, not, I'm not. I mean, I like aliens. I guess I'm half half there. <laughs> Willie's Wonderland prequel from American Mythology. I don't remember Willie's Wonderland, so I don't know if I want the prequel. And Zorro fights number one. Yeah. All right. We better head over to cover price. Kyle, which one you want? Top 10, bottom 10. I will take the top 10 items from coverprice.com. Starting at rank 10, we have Black Panther number 5 from 2009. And we've already talked about this multiple times. And we're still talking about it again. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, Shuri. Shuri taking over the mantle of Black Panther. Um, so right now, a 9.8 is up to $750. And we still have 26 copies moving on the secondary market. At rank nine, we have Ghost Rider 28. Um, this is still in because of the Midnight Suns possibility for Disney+. Plus. This is the first full appearance of uh, Ghost Rider in issue 31. Uh, issue 28 is the market preferred one. Um, but Midnight Suns' first full appearance is in 31, which I think we'll probably see later. Uh, still moving 42 copies and a CGC 9.8 going for 350. Wow. 
There's Amazing Spider-Man uh, 545, the uh, Jujarevic, man, I'm horrible with names today, from 2008. Those are not easy names. <laughs> no, the recent Spider-Man No Way Home trailer led a lot of speculation that makes everyone forget Spell led many to story parallels seen in the One More Day and One Moment in Time storylines that circled around Peter Parker and Mary Jane making a deal with Mephisto, episode 666, to save Aunt May by sacrificing their marriage and erasing decades of continuity. The heavy speculation is centered around Doctor Strange as Mephisto in disguise Hence why this specific variant is also trending. It's in this issue where the deal with Mephisto was made, helping it sell 30 copies and having a seven-day seven trend going up almost 300% and $200 now for a CGC 9.8. So there's a lot of back-end speculation going on. And again, Mephisto is at the center of everything just like he has been for the last nine to 12 uh, months in different things like this. But maybe we're finally right on this. And I completely forgot about the Mephisto uh, uh, being, uh, or Dr. Strange in in disguise being Mephisto. So that's pretty cool. But there's all kinds of speculation here. Amazing Spider-Man 638 Continuing from number eight, the 636, the terms of the deal were in issue 545. And this one, CGC 9.8, is now going for $345. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is, okay. And then so at rank is, six, we have the non This is all coming from that trailer? Version. Yes, because we have, you know, the cube and we have, you know, erasing continuity and backstory which we think is leading to this. And we have uh, Dr. Strange and there's a part where Mephisto, you know, pretends to be Dr. Strange. So there's a lot of maybe, 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 maybes here. So anything one more day and one moment in time story arcs are hot. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. The deal with the devil story. I'll push the standard in it. Yeah, crazy. All right. Werewolf by Night, number one, uh, from 2020. Variety is reporting that Marvel Studios is searching for a Latino actor to lead its untitled Halloween special for Disney Plus. Variety has confirmed. Yeah, no kidding. Talked about this Werewolf by Night, volume three, number one, moving quite a bit. Now a 9.8 CGC is already up to $200 on this. God, uh, we, we laughed again. at this, right? This is taboo, oh, yeah. right? We, yeah. We were like, eh, could we really trust taboo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And at rank four, Oblivion Song, the pink signature variant, number one. Um, a high roll sale of $275. Here we have at rank three, Amazing Spider-Man 641. Not only is this a great negative cover, which collectors love right now, but it also features the conclusion of the one moment in time storyline where Doctor Strange casts a spell to make the world forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
much like the trailer. So technically, this is the one book that actually does have a direct story connection to the film. The reason it moved 48 copies in a raw sale is already hitting $68 on that. Um, at rank two, we have Spider-Man 544 from 2007. Collectors went all in on this one more day story parallel and picked up the full storyline, which starts here. 75 copies moving on the secondary market. CDC 9.8 going for $500. <laughs> it's crazy. I got to dig through my Spidey, my Spidey long boxes. See what yeah. I, got. I, I don't even uh, know. Yeah, uh, I was going to say this could easily be in there as a run that we didn't think anybody oh, yeah. cared about. Yeah, just 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 grabbing. I mean, I, I used to grab Spideys all the time. I love Spidey. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And at rank one, Oblivion Song number one, now just the standard cover. Again, as noted, Oblivion Song was on fire last week and sold a massive 160 copies on, e on the secondary market. And a high sale of $260 for a CGC 9.8, even though it was <coughs> optional shortly after it was released in 2018. All it needed was 2021 and Jake Gyllenhaal to make this book really move. Amazing. At rank 11, we have uh, Black Panther number four because of the Shuri connection, uh, sold 20 copies and had um, a high sale of 48 bucks for a raw. At rank 12, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 337 from 1990. It's uh, so the first appearance of the Sinister Six. Already a pricey book. Um, we're all selling for $1,000 plus and graded books. Um, can get out of control when they hit the high grades. This sold 33 more copies and had a high sale of 75 bucks for a CTC 98. Uh, New Avengers number seven from 2005. Um, this is part of Marvel's Illuminati. Um, first appearance in this issue is helping it move 39 copies with a seven day trend of. <coughs> um, 122% had a high sale of $219 for a CGC 98. At number 14, Avengers Iron Man number one from 2016. Um, Riri is still super hot. This is issue sold 33 copies and a high sale of $250 for a CGC 98. Uh, King Spawn number one, uh, the one in 50. It sold 47 copies and had a high sale of $76 for a raw. Well, rank 16, we had Batman Urban Legends number six. The Tim Drake deal uh, from last week had a high raw sale of 50 bucks, uh, 33 more copies sold. And uh, this story continues in issue 10, so we'll see if it heat, that one heats up as well. Uh, Ultimate Fallout number four at rank 17. Uh, this is selling sold 21 more copies and a high sale of 26.55 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, rank 18, we have Black Panther number three from 2005, sold 21 more copies, more Shuri, uh, at a high sale of 25 bucks for a raw. Um, rank 19, we have Spider Man number one, Kyle. That's one of our favorites from way back in 2012. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is <coughs> a rumor that Miles could show up in Far From Home, so crossing over with Peter. Um, sold 32 copies and had a high sale of 220 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Um, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Don't see raw sales. Um, and at rounding out the top 20, we have Invincible Iron Man number three from 2017. More Riri stuff. Uh, sold 21 copies and had a high sale of 56 bucks for a raw. I still have yet to dig in to see what all I have on this Invincible Iron Man front. I still yeah. got to do that. All right, Kyle, we've got some uh, new releases, and we've got some DC this time. Uh, anything in there that's that's hot? Hmm. So we're jumping into our sneak peek at next week, correct? Blackman is kind of nice. Yeah. Love the DC Conjuring B cover, brown, the poster, movie poster thing. That's pretty neat. Or a VHS box, anyway. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of this stuff could be under-ordered because the FOC <coughs> was uh, shortened, right? Or no. Is that next week? No, that's for a different. I was going to say, I think that's the next week of the week after, even. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I knew there was a doubled up FOC that's going to, might cause some problems for people. Uh, we got a nice A and B of Nice House on the Lake. I'm just going to say, I'm just looking at that B cover, that fire covered B cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Looks a little like Starro from um, Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> there you go. A lot of really cool stuff here, but I'm just, I don't know. What's no, going to no. pop up on this? Man, that uh, Swamp Thing Matina there on 7 is really nice looking. Oh, that is great. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's pretty awesome. Well, if it's if it's not DC, maybe it's um, over at the preview site. Maybe we'll find something there. Yeah, there's quite a few things here, but... Mm-hmm. All right, let's head on over and see what we got here. Uh, let's see what our image books are. Yeah, we're going to give you a black and white uh, Me, You Love in the Dark, number one, second printing. Um, so that's kind of nice. Along with the second issue. Mm-hmm. Moonshine, number 27, returns after a bit of a delay. I was going to say, quite a delay. Yeah, quite a delay. Uh, we've got a, a New Yorker homage cover for six side trick sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number four. For its cover B, that might be something. There you go. Uh, from Dark Horse, we have Last Flight Out. This is a... Uh, a new series. It's a six-issue miniseries by Mark Guggenheim and Eduardo Fergata. Hmm. And there's just 24 hours left to evacuate Earth. Um, so that's that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. And there's only one cover. Nothing nothing to choose from there. Gotta love that. <laughs> it looks a bit oversized, but maybe not. Maybe that's just standard. We've got Le- May's book number one by your boy Jeff Lemire doing the writing and art on that one. 
Yeah. I remember Which, talking about this in the FOC about the uh, lonely building inspector still grieving the loss of his puzzle-loving daughter receives a mysterious phone call one night from a girl claiming to be her, and she's trapped in the middle of a labyrinth. Gotcha. And the cover B for May's book is uh, like a, what is that, like a Pac-Man, not Pac-Man, but a maze. It's a freaking maze, dummy. Yeah. It's, a labyrinth. <laughs> it's the labyrinth we talked about, yes. <laughs> uh, would you say it's an amazing cover? I would say it is. Very nice. Um, that's worth checking out, man. You just never know. With Lemire, absolutely. It's going to be well written. Um, IDW gives us a Star Trek Mirror Wars number zero and a not a great rendering of Boba Fett on the cover B for Star Wars Adventures number nine. Mostly foot based on that. It's not very odd. Yeah. Is that a Rob Life by any chance? Yeah. Marvel gives us Avengers Tech On number two. And Conan reaches its 25th issue with a $5 book. Uh, Deadpool Black, White, and Blood hits its second issue. And Daredevil gets. Uh, 34. And I think Chip Zdarsky put to, to put to bed that um, he was leaving Daredevil, right? He's going to be think around. So. Yeah, he's going to continue to write that. Even though he's got a lot going on. He's going to yeah. I actually really like that Daredevil 34 Liefeld covered. And there's a nice... The Miles covers, too. Pretty which good one too. is that? Which, which Daredevil is that? The... So, is that the A? Uh, no, beside the A, there's the Daredevil 34 Liefeld Deadpool cover. Oh, it is nice. Yeah. Extreme Carnage Toxin gets its start with a few variants as well. And then we've got some Shang-Chi for some synergy with the movie. Hey, go right out there and grab some off the rack, hopefully, right after you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Bounty Hunters um, number four makes that makes Boba Fett look real small, real short, doesn't it? <laughs> Looks like a Wolverine Boba Fett. That's funny. I don't like that one either. <laughs> but I do like the uh, the blueprint variant. There you go. With his ship and him on it. Uh, that could be something. That is yeah, you've got him with his ship on there and Bosk with his ship on uh, the other issue, the uh, Dr. A for 14 one that back up there did i miss it yeah or is it, is it star wars dr afra or is yeah, it just dr it's star wars dr afra afra yeah oh okay because that's the houndstooth with uh 
because I remember the name of that ship. That's the Houndstooth with uh, Bosk there, and then we have, of course, Slave One with with Boba there on the nose. Well, what do you choose? Why not both? And then you've got IG-88 <laughs> with the action figure variant. And then you An have of riches. Diva Lompop on the uh, second printing of Bounty Hunter's Jabba Hutt with the design variant. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Diva Lompop, the Bounty okay. Hunter. That's a that's a that's a Bounty Hunter. Yes. From the animated series. From this new series that we're reading right now called War of the Bounty Hunters. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just so it's just out. All right. So as far as collectability is concerned, if you're going for the design variant, we have Diva Long Pop. If you're going for the uh, action figures, IG-88 is, of course, <laughs> another good character here. And yeah. then we have two design variants of the ships with both the Houndstooth and the Slave 1 there as well. So take your checkbook. Yeah. So there continues to be a, an embarrassment of Star Wars riches as far as cool dope covers. Yeah, and Star Wars High Republic number seven, which turned out to be a pretty collectible issue, has a second print cover that's completely different than the first one. Oh, that was collectible because of another first appearance. Yeah, there was some first appearances in that one. Man, they are not messing around. Nope, 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 nope. They want all the monies. Can't <laughs> give them all the monies. Uh, Dynamite gives us some Army of Darkness, nineteen seventy nine, with a new series. Launch out yep. of the old ashes series. back, baby. Yeah. And then some of our um, smaller publishers give us Bountiful Garden number one from uh, Mad Cave Studios by Ivy Noel Weir and Kelly Williams. And this is a uh, Sci-fi space terraforming mission to a distant planet with a bunch of scientists. Uh, and I think is Mad Cave one of those smaller studios that doesn't FOC? I think so. Uh, this might be a underordered book. Beautiful mm. gardens. Hmm. Oh, uh, we get Dancing with the Dragon number one, a four-issue miniseries from Scout by Rob McKinnon and Luca Casalanguida about a limo driver on the run from the Triad Mob. Gotcha. We have from Vault Comics Dead Box number one from Mark Russell, <coughs> the town of Lost Turkey, where the main source of entertainment is a cursed DVD machine. Wah. The old DVD machine that bothered you so much when they just call it so, that. Not Redbox, Deadbox. Yes. For copyright reasons, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> There's a Gold Digger coloring book from Antarctic Press. So I guess that adult coloring book is still a thing. Yeah, it's still a trend, absolutely. Or <laughs> that publisher is uh, <coughs> Anarch Press is just catching up. Mm-hmm. 
the last book you ever read must have done well. It uh, going to a second printing from Vault Comics, and its second issue is also out with a Hickman B cover. Oh. From Behemoth Comics, we have Nine Stones, number one. Disturbing dreams shake all stare Jacoby's nights, but his daytime life is not much better. His father, the boss of a criminal organization, has decided that it's time for his son to gain experience in the underworld. So Alfie, who's 19, <clears throat> finds himself doing an internship in a convenience store run by the man who, under the cover of home deliveries, is selling drugs to the entire city. And all those covers are pretty interchangeable and look exactly alike. Yes. <laughs> Give him swoopy hair, slightly emo look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep, okay. keep now, doing that. Keep doing that. <laughs> look over there. Now look over here. Yeah. Uh, Not All Robots hits its second issue. That first issue um, did pretty well. So um, it's Mark Russell. You can understand why. The the cover is pretty not, <laughs> not a lot of uh, detail on it. Um, but, you know, keep an eye out for that book. I really like the cover of Redshift number two. That's very good. Um, I don't remember Redshift number one from Scout. <coughs> yeah. But this was this is a cool one. Uh, playing golf. Strong work. Brett and David on, McKee. On, the, on, the, on Mars, right, I'm guessing? I assume so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Aftershock, we have Search for Who, H-U, from Steve Orlando and John Say. Um, great covered martial art looking cover. Uh, pretty rad. Um, and it's kind of like a maybe a roadhouse-y type feel where a guy comes back, has to protect uh, his his town. Yeah. Let's see, see how that goes. Can't go wrong with Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, Shepherd, the Path of Souls. Uh, this is under the. This is from Scout, but under the Black Caravan imprint. Um, this is about uh, wandering in the seam. Professor Lawrence and his companions are wandering in the seam, tra a transitioning place between this world and whatever comes next. So like a purgatory, I guess. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Tons of stuff, Kyle. Yeah, there's all kinds of interesting things to pick out here. But I'm only going to ask you for one, Drew. What is your pick of the week? What is the one book to make sure you snag up this coming week to put in your long box? Because it's going to be worth something. I'm going to go with Last Flight Out from Dark Horse. Uh, this is the Mark Guggenheim book about the uh, hopping on the ark to get off of uh, a dying planet. So I'm going to see if that one takes off. I will give the caveat of buy everything uh, Star Wars, and then I will say search for Hugh as my pick from Aftershock Comics. Oh. Steve Orlando writing that. So you did like that cover a lot. Yeah, I really did. And the more I, I read about this list, the more I was like, ah, this is dope. So was I wrong? It's nothing like Roadhouse? <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not familiar <laughs> with the Roadhouse as much anymore. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> oh, my goodness, Kyle. 
I'm sorry <laughs> I failed you as an older brother. <laughs> yeah, this is more about peace between families being broken and vengeance and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm down. So it seems very interesting, but you know, I think it's worth a shot. For sure. Yeah. But we want to thank you long. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through this sneak peek ass week. Sue episode six hundred and sixty-six. You can find more information about comics for fun and profit at our Patreon page. Uh, find some sneaks, some back to sl- uh, some interviews, some behind the scenes stuff, part of the Slack channel, part of the giveaways, all that fun stuff. Uh, head on over to Patreon and search Comics for Fun and Profit. We thank you so much for joining us for today. For Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>